Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. I think we should have an agreement, Jill. The first sunny day that comes out, we go and we do the show outside. How about that? Do you know, that would be amazing. Do you know, I, I nearly went and broke out into a cold sweat there. I thought you were going to say we need to do it in bikinis and shorts. And Well, we can do that too. <laughs> no chance. Well, you can do it in a bikini. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it my best. <laughs> Listen, it's great to have you in the studio. It really is because you and I, you know, we get such little chance to actually talk on air together. I know we talk all the time off air, but it's lovely to have you in the studio. And I have to say, Thank you so much uh, for looking after the programme for the last few weeks because, one, I was off between Christmas and New Year because I was dreadfully ill and then I had a two weeks holiday. I know, it's almost like you planned it a whole month off, but it was a real pleasure to cover for you, Jill. It's great being a guest host here on The Morning Mix, but also equally brilliant to be a guest, your guest. Oh, bless your wee heart. You just, you know all the right things to say. I'll slip you that fiver later. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, we've got lots to talk about today because um, we're going through the social media trends of the week and uh, we're starting off with Twitter, as we always do. And uh, this is a funny one, actually. I saw this and I saw the lady in question being interviewed. Now, this is all about Ivanka Trump, but uh, it's not necessarily the right Ivanka. That's right. Well, Twitter has been all about politics this week with the inauguration of Donald Trump and Brexit taking centre stage. But one particular fun little story has caught our eyes as earlier this week, President-elect Donald J. Trump missent a tweet intended to praise his daughter, Instead, he accidentally directed his message to a woman from Brighton. At Ivanka has since responded and used her 15 minutes of fame to speak about climate change. Now, Jill, the thing is, the President of the United States has sent a tweet by mistake. Doesn't seem like a big deal. But remember, this is the guy who later on today's finger will be hovering over the nuclear button. Do you know something? It, it already is because apparently he was given the code a couple of hours ago. Oh, no. Duck and cover, everyone. <laughs> so um, although he's not formally uh, prime minister, uh, prime minister, president of America yet, um, he is, uh, you know, um, he's got the codes. He's got the codes to the nuclear button. Well, as long as that button isn't... Th- Close enough to the tweet now button, I think we should be okay for a while. <laughs> well, yes, as long as you don't put some kind of app on his iPhone <laughs> um, that kind of allows him to, uh, you know, set these uh, buttons off, we'll, be, we'll all be fine. But uh, yes, I did see this lady in question being interviewed on Breakfast Telly and um, she was quite hilarious, actually. She says she's had a lot of, of tweets since, uh, you know, the whole Donald Trump thing arose uh, over the last kind of year or so. And, and you you know, she's she's been brilliant. She she actually was a supporter of Hillary and used uh, the fact that everybody was <laughs> tweeting her to tell people to, to vote for Hillary. I think that has actually been fantastic over the last couple of weeks. So many people the Trump um, campaign has been in touch with, people like Rebecca Ferguson and Charlotte Church, who have taken the mantle of them getting in touch with them to actually broadcast an alternative agenda to the Trump agenda. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, we're now at a stage where, you know, I suppose the people of America, they have voted, they've had their say. Um, you know, it, it was a vote. I think we need to just kind of get on with it now yeah. and, and see what he actually does. It is interesting, though, because there's a lot of people that says that say we need to keep showbiz out of politics but the same people have now just elected a host of a reality TV show to be the president. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 
Okay, listen, let's move on because shock horror, Chris. Honestly, I mean, I just nearly fainted when I heard this. Well, there is a courgette crisis. There is indeed. And is there anything more mouthwateringly delicious than a big, healthy green vegetable? Well, Brexit and Trump debates may have got Twitter boiling, but there was another crisis this week that really upset some people. Will, will the world end with a hashtag courgette crisis? Due to cold weather in Spain, courgettes have gone missing from the supermarket shelves. The ones that are still on sale go for about a million dollars apiece. Seriously. Joking or not, someone tweeted, expect absolute supermarket chaos today, folks. The hashtag courgette crisis is about to tip many Brits over the edge. Someone else has responded, the good people of Aleppo have set up a relief fund for those affected <laughs> by the hashtag courgette crisis and hashtag pray for Guilford. Oh, that's brilliant. How that's are, absolutely brilliant. How are you going to cope, Mrs. Barclay, without your courgettes? Well, do you know something? I don't know because I'm a big user and a big fan of courgette. In fact, it's probably myself and my husband that have, have uh, you know, caused this crisis because we eat it all the time. Um, but now that I've no courgette, I don't know. I know, you're going to have to find some sort of substitute. I know. We maybe might a broccoletti. Oh, maybe, maybe. We might fade away to elephants. <laughs> you never know. As you, talking about losing weight, I mean, <laughs> that's why I'm eating lots of courgette at the moment uh, in a bit to sort of get rid of, of my uh, Christmas bottom. Um, I, I turned around to producer Vlad yesterday and I said, yeah, guess what? I've lost four pounds. I've lost four pounds. And he went, oh, that is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought, mm, just because you're slim. Uh, and it wasn't until later on that I thought, wait a minute, he thinks I'm talking about money. <laughs> Did you have to then reiterate to him? Yes. Vlad, look, look, I have lost four pounds. Yes, exactly, exactly. The fact that you didn't come out and say you look like you've lost four pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she waited all day for him to actually give you the compliment. When he I didn't, know. it was more, Vlad, I've lost four pounds. Yes. <laughs> anyway, listen, uh, somebody who doesn't need to lose any pounds at all, because she's teeny, and I know this for sure because I met her, uh, friend of the show, of course, uh, Dolly Parton, it's her birthday today. Of course, yeah, and we, of course, love R&IB. We, of course, at RNIB love Dolly Parton, not least because you, Mrs. Barkley, did a brilliant interview with her a while back. But we would love to use this occasion to wish her a very happy 71st birthday. Can you believe Dolly's 71, Jill? No, I really, really can. I mean, she's incredible. Um, actually, uh, when I put a picture of me and Dolly up on Facebook, uh, instead of people saying... <laughs> Wow, uh, you know, you 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 could be mother and daughter, uh, or grandmother and daughter. Um, people said, "Oh, wow, you look like sisters," and oh, look at the size of Dolly's waist next to yours. Well, let's do a glass <laughs> half full there, Jill, and just think Dolly looks great. <laughs> let's not focus on the glass half empty alternative. <laughs> Well, everyone has been coming out to wish Dolly well and at NME has said on this day, 1946, Dolly Parton was born. 71 years old and still working nine till five. Happy birthday, Dolly. And elsewhere, people are tweeting little known facts about the country superstar. And here are a few of our favourites. At What The F Facts said, Dolly Parton's husband of 48 years runs an asphalt business in Tennessee 
and has only seen his wife perform live once. That's true. Actually, um, he hates the limelight. He won't go to any kind of premieres or you'll never see her um, with her husband on a red carpet or at any gigs, anything like that. He stays at home. Much like your husband, who never listens to the show. I <laughs> <laughs> He's listening today, you know. Oh, he'll be after oh, me now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and at Coda, David has said, Dolly Parton once enter- entered a Dolly Parton lookalike contest and lost. She did. She came second. <laughs> Apparently, she came second. Isn't it, that amazing? At least she was a finalist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and at Money has tweeted an insightful quote from Dolly Parton herself. She said, I was on television before I even had a home. In fact, I brought my own family television with my own money. What oh. a rags to riches story Dolly Parton has been. Oh, definitely, definitely. Do you know, one of my favourite quotes from Dolly is, uh, it cost me a fortune to look this trashy. <laughs> or to look this cheap. <laughs> when you could adopt yourself there, Jill. Oh, thank oh. you. Oh, Christopher. I won't be hosting again. Oh, my goodness. No, Vlad. Vlad, you've got you've got boots to fill over there. <laughs> okay. Um, now, it's sad news because uh, an actor that you're very, very fond of um, has sadly passed away. Yes, it was largely overlooked because of all the Trump inauguration buzz. But we should give a mention to the death of actor Miguel Ferreira. He was the voice of Shan Yu, the villain in Mulan. He played Agent Rosenfeld in Twin Peaks. He was also in Star Trek and he designed Robocop in the original Robocop movie. And he was also George Clooney's cousin. At Star Trek have tweeted, remembering Miguel Ferreira, the executive officer of the USS Excelsior in the search for Spock. I think it's a big loss for the acting community. He's a brilliant character actor. And of course, the new series of Twin Peaks is starting this year and I understand his character will feature in the show my goodness well I, I know that you're a huge fan of, of cinema aren't you you're always at the cinema I am indeed I so do my best. you know your stuff you really know your stuff um, well listen uh, we were talking about weight earlier and uh, we're hoping that we can get fit with R&IB this month Definitely. Well, let's finish looking at Twitter by giving a shout out to the at RNIB campaigns team who are ready to get your new year to a good and healthy start. They say, do you have sight loss? Fancy a free session with a personal trainer? Join our Access to Gyms campaign. Clara Lawrence, our regional campaigns officer for the East Midlands and campaigns volunteer Dan Powell are looking for blind and partially sighted people who would be interested in free sessions with a personal trainer. Dan, who's also a former Paralympian and runs a company called Ability Fitness, has designed a workshop aimed at improving personal trainers' awareness when working with blind and partially sighted clients. Personal trainers from Pure Pure Gym recently attended one of these workshops and they're now hoping to actively take on more clients with sight loss. You can drop us an email for more information. And also, Jill, why not yourself and our dear listeners go to Audio Boom to hear my catch-up with our girl gone blind, Maria Johnson, from last week about some easy fitness tips for a healthy start to your new year. Oh, absolutely. And they were great. You know, Maria makes it so easy. And I think, um, you know, the great thing about, uh, you know, having somebody that's specifically uh, designing exercises for blind and partially sighted people, you know, they, they know 
how to teach a blind or partially sighted person um which is one of the things that kind of puts you off going to a gym sometimes yeah the thought of being left behind i mean there's classes that i would love to do at a gym that i can't do because you know even even dance classes zumba things like that i'd never be able to keep up and would you be interested in using a personal trainer if I had the money yeah <laughs> um, you know they do kind of tend to cost a fortune but uh, you know I take it you know this isn't going to be a costly thing no I mean it certainly seems from the campaigns team that they're trying to get as many people involved as possible so if you are interested definitely get in touch with RNIB campaigns fantastic okay let's move over to Facebook now and uh, we're going back to Donald Trump and uh, he is going to have his first dance not not for his wedding but his first dance with his uh, first lady uh, a little bit later on today what will it be well, Trump wants to use Frank Sinatra's My Way, performed at his inauguration speech. Frank's daughter Nancy's hilarious response to this has got trending. The Independent says Nancy made it clear two weeks ago that she believed her father, Frank Sinatra, would not have supported Donald Trump or performed at his inauguration. When a fan has asked Nancy Sinatra how she feels about the prospect of My Way being sung at the event for Trump's first dance with his wife Melania as US president, she said, just remember the first line of the song. Do you remember the first line of the song, Jill? I do. And do you know why? Because my sister had this. Or my sister got married abroad uh-huh. and uh, uh, there was a, a violinist. Uh, walking her down the aisle and I don't think he spoke very good English but he played this song um, and I couldn't stop laughing because I'm walking behind my sister because I was her bridesmaid and it's a and now the end is near it's time to face the final curtain (laughs) yes it is not (laughs) something you want to hear in the first steps as a married couple and definitely not something you want to hear as the president of the United States Okay, listen, we've got time for one very quick last uh, Facebook post and uh, we're talking about uh, a blind makeup artist. Yes, well, finally, we go to Action for Blind People's Facebook page. They've shared Kirsty's brilliant blog about how she learned to apply makeup as a blind person. She says applying mascara is an art and I'm still learning. I don't think we should ever stop. And you can find her blog at www unseen-beauty.com and you can also tune in every Wednesday from 12 for our weekly catch-up with our amazing fashionista Emily Davidson. How do you apply your mascara, Jill? Oh gosh, do you know something? Just lots of practice. Yeah. Lots and lots. Of, I was very lucky in that my mum was a makeup artist. Um, so when I first lost my sight, you know, you've got a lot of time in your hands where you're waiting for operations or you're waiting, you know, to find this, that or the other out. And um, I, I used to sit with my mum and, and just learn how to reapply my makeup. So, and I've done it every day since, pretty yeah. much. So, And those chats that you have with Emily are so insightful. And I really hope as well that this um, this blog that Kirsty has shared is going to be beneficial to others. Absolutely. Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been such a pleasure to catch up with you on the programme. It really, really has. And uh, listen, you have a great weekend. And you, Jill. Thanks so much for having me. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.